What's up, guys, and welcome to the Bachelor Pad Podcast, where two bachelors who've never really watched ABC's The Bachelor before sit down to review episodes right after they air. My name's Tyler. I'm here with my best friend, Scott. Hello. It's good to see you. <laughs> I never I never get to see you these days. Yeah. Did you, did you not notice how I said hello? I did. I thought it was great. Oh, okay. Should I start talking like that now? Uh, yeah, ideally, okay. all the time. Perfect. Just never stop. I'll try my best. I believe in you. Good. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, man? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I was just uh, chowing down on some dark chocolate sea salt uh, caramel corn. Yeah, we got them uh, for uh, like a staff Christmas party. Uh, we, we both work together and, and uh, they, they gave us these uh, canisters of, uh, of, of specialty treat popcorn. And uh, but you can find them at Target. What's the brand on that? Wonder Shop. Wonder Shop. And I, I've seen them at Target. Definitely go check it out. But the dark chocolate sea salt is the best one by far. Uh, it's the only one I've tried so far, but it's delicious. It's the best one. It's the best out of all the ones that I've tried, <laughs> which are very few. It is the best. Nice. Well, uh, How about you? I'm doing good, man. I'm I'm feeling just a little like zapped. I, I feel like holiday season has just got me in a holiday season plus COVID strikes again. Mm. COVID strikes back. Yeah, everything's tightening back up again. Yeah. So we live in Southern California where uh, California has had you know, massive spike over the last several weeks. And so, uh, you know, restaurants are shut back down. Even outside seating is mm -hmm. shut back down. Um, you know, our offices are like very strictly work from home. And, and uh, so it just feels weird. Even when I've needed to go to work to do something, I struggle with like having motivation because there's no one there. Like, I know you, mm -hmm. you've been thriving under that. It's It's been pretty great for me. Yeah. For the most part, yeah. But it's tough because it's like, uh, like I I believe in my in my brain, like, <laughs> that all of my coworkers are working very hard from home. But I if I have to go to the office to do something and no one's there, I have no motivation to do anything because it's like, well, why am I going to work hard if no one else is here? <laughs> like you know what i mean yeah, like it's like it a doesn't, mind trick it doesn't yourself. make sense but yeah. it's just like a it's just like a, a weird like uh instinct that i have to like fight against mm -hmm. so that's just all of that's left me feeling very like very odd this uh this holiday season mm. like just feeling uh not a lot of motivation for any of the things yeah i've i've been uh i think i feel like the opposite of you like I feel lethargic the more I stay home and like oh, don't sure. want to do stuff. Whereas like I go into the office and I feel like I just knock out a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And so that's why I've been uh, liking going in. I, I begged my boss if, if I could uh, show up to the office to work every once in a while. And he said I could. So <laughs> it's like if no one else is there, can I yeah, be can I quarantine here? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's weird, but okay. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you want to come in here? And I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, I uh you had a you had a rough stint for a couple of weeks of like having to off and on like quarantine and you know, so you were home a lot mm -hmm. for a stretch. I was home for like almost three weeks in a row. Like yeah. Barely leaving at all. Yeah. And it was it was rough. I now understand why this year has been so difficult for so many people. <laughs> because at first you were sort of like, I was made for 
COVID. I was like the first <laughs> few months of COVID were great. It felt like just a, a break from so many different things. Uh, I had just started a new job and I was still on the essential train. Like I was helping make the PPE gear that uh, we were doing at our work. And so I was going in every day helping make gear that we were giving away to free to different um, medical locations around us. And uh, so like I did this, this late into the game was like the first time I really had to like sit down and like quarantine from people. You had to feel it. Yeah. <laughs> so I get it now. Sorry. It took so long. You, uh, you relate to all the extroverts in the world that lost their minds the second in, day. in March and <laughs> yeah. March and April. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, at least at the very least, we still have bachelorette this year. We do still have the bachelorette and you know, it's not disappointing. It uh, honestly, I, I think I said it a week or two ago that this is, especially because of COVID, this is the bachelorette that we deserved and needed so desperately. Mm -hmm. And I, I I don't want to get on the train of like, uh, digging on, uh, what's her face Claire early on, but, uh, Tasha has just been so great. It's so different. Tasha's part of this season has been so different from Peter's season. Oh yeah. Like Peter's season, it was for sure entertaining, uh, of the bachelor but it was very much at the same time like really like why are we even really doing this like it's just so ridiculous yeah uh this is like oh like she's having real conversations lots of real things are happening there's real relationships forming uh this has been really cool and interesting for me yeah i uh i i agree i couldn't agree more and uh i i think it's funny that you say like yeah we're not gonna let's not rag on claire but we're still going to talk crap on Peter. <laughs> I, I don't, he's an idiot. <laughs> that guy. I don't know. Oh man. No. And without a doubt. I mean, there was a uh, little uh, spoilers. We're, we're going to just jump into the episode, but uh, uh, we end with uh, the, the, the tail end, the, the to be continued from last week of the two on one between Bennett, Noah and Tasha. And when Tasha walked Bennett out, I, I remarked to you that like she was giving him so much opportunity for like genuine closure. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, I mean, we've talked about it before, but she did it again tonight at several different points throughout the episode where she just does such a good job of verbal like affirmation. Totally. And it was interesting too um, that, you know, she, she tells him she can't give him the rose uh, and then she walks him out and Bennett is very much like surprised by the outcome of this. Oh yeah. And, um, she even then after he starts driving away is a little bit taken aback. And she, she even says on camera, like, I don't know something about that just didn't feel right. Yeah. Um, which n- now I understand why the producers left it in there because fast forward to the end of the episode this week, he's on our screen again for some reason, like a creepy dude in a bush. <laughs> Guess who's back? <laughs> back again. Bennett's back. Bennett's back. Bennett's back. Bennett's back. We didn't plan that. <laughs> I just kind of jumped in. Oh no, you did great. I mean, yeah. it was I. I. I feel like we need to clip that and just you know. <laughs> At the beginning of every new season, that's what we need to play. <laughs> yeah, hey, it might be worth it. Might be worth it. Um. <laughs> so yeah, it was. It was a. I. I think she was more uncertain after the things that he said on the walkout, 
and the way that he ended it with her, she was like, hmm, I think she th- thought she may have made a mistake in sending him home a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she even said later in the episode she didn't intend on sending him home going into that evening. So it was the things that happened during that two-on-one that resulted in her sending him home over uh, Noah. Which, I got to be honest, surprised me. Like, you saw it coming. I didn't, though, because I felt like the conversation that we got to see her have with Bennett and then with Noah uh like the things the challenges that she brought up to noah just seemed a lot more real and uh deep mm-hmm. than the challenges that she brought up to bennett because like even with bennett she's like you know what the heck like i feel like i'm dealing with drama again he was like well I agree with you. Like Noah's been a source of drama since he got here. And she's like, yeah, but now you're a part of it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but he's, <laughs> but it's, it's still about him. him. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, uh, like I'm, I'm just tainted by his drama. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I, I honestly, I don't think either of those two guys are her, her final. We didn't have, we haven't had either of them. And then our top four, I definitely like Bennett a heck of a lot more than I like Noah. Yeah. Um, I think Bennett hurt himself in the way he was condescending to some of the other guys throughout the season, but specifically Noah, uh, the present wasn't a good look. Like he, he kind of played himself on this one. He did. He definitely shot himself in the foot by trying to be cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just not the time for that. He was just too confident in himself. He made some bad plays. Yeah, absolutely. Pride, pride goes before the fall mm-hmm. for sure, and and did for him. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. I, I, I kept thinking about like Noah brought it up at least once to Bennett, like several times. Um, and then you know, Noah brought it up to to Tasha, and Tasha then sort of confronted Bennett about like talking down to people mm-hmm. and it just reminded me of, of a quote from uh, one of my favorite shows newsroom uh, starring uh, Jeff Daniels uh, where like he's in a conversation with someone and, and the guys someone says to him like you like looking down on people don't you and he just responds with down is where some people are <laughs> like that like I mean don't get me wrong I I think that Bennett played a bad hand. I do think that he probably does struggle with pride uh, and and maybe isn't, maybe struggles a bad word. He uh, embraces pride, maybe. Yeah, he, Uh, I think he struggles with some EQ things, even though he (laughs) is self-acclaimed as an EQ expert. Yeah, Uh, but I, I, I mean, man, to be honest, like it, I see myself in Bennett's shoes in this situation way more than I see myself in Noah's shoes. Mm -hmm. Like, I I don't know, man. Like I, I feel like, I feel like, uh, he did talk down to Noah, but I, I don't know. I, I don't think that Noah is, uh, anywhere near Bennett's level in terms of just maturity. Totally. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think Noah's uh, as mature as Bennett. I mean, he's got 11 years on him. Um, he went to Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, I think they brought it up once. Oh, I must have missed it. Yeah, he went to Harvard before. <laughs> um, I don't, 
I don't really see myself in Noah or Bennett. Like, I feel like. No, no, no. I don't see myself in either of them. I'm just saying if I had to put myself in this situation. In, one, in that situation. Yeah. I see myself as Tasha if I have to put myself in this situation. <laughs> I think that's accurate. I think that's fair. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. Like I, I was very shocked that she sent Bennett home. Uh, I, I, I don't, I, I don't want to say that. I wasn't very shocked. I was very shocked that she sent Bennett home and then and didn't l- and kept. Yeah. yeah. I think that was the biggest thing for me too, was I was fine and, and ready for Bennett to go home and stop being a part of the season. I think he, super entertaining he was good for the show he brought a lot of different areas but ultimately just like uh he says about noah i felt like there was a zero percent chance that she was going to end up with him yeah i i wouldn't have put it at zero just because i've drawn the comparison on here before that he just reminded me so much in uh is so many personality elements were so similar to jpj yeah, but I think part of that is why I didn't think they would like she ended it with him. And I think there's probably things about that him that would trigger some of those things with JPJ. And so I feel like she would try to avoid someone more like that personally. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I agree. Like, I, I don't know. Noah's, I agree with her. He's probably not ready for marriage. He's definitely not mature. He also struggles with knowing who he is and reading a room and saying the right things to other guys. (laughs) And, uh, he, he is the center of the drama right now in the house. There's so many other good guys though, like in this house still that it's just funny that, uh, we have to keep talking about these couple. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair when we can move on, but I, I don't want to move on too far without saying that Noah absolutely tipped his hand and the producers gave us just a choice moment. Oh yeah, with of the Tic Tacs yeah, of him great. just downing half a half a container of Tic Tacs. We we rewound that and watched it like three or four <laughs> times. <laughs> and then she comes in and he's all because he was smirking and smug when as soon they as walked, she walked out. Him out yeah. yeah, and then she comes back in and he's all smiley and she's like, "Don't smile!" Like she was not okay with that. She was mm-hmm. she was upset. And she says, uh, this is not a victory for you. Like this was hard on me. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was important for him to hear. Uh, I don't think that he received it totally. I think it was more like, uh, like, Oh, I need to be a certain way versus her saying like, why are you thinking about you in this moment instead of me? Totally. Well, and I think he kind of just put it up to, me versus Bennett. So if one of us loses, the other one of us wins. Right. He forgot there was nine other guys that are still around that she's been building good relationships with. Well, and most importantly, that if he's there for the right reasons, this isn't about him versus Bennett. This is about him and her. Mm -hmm. And if she had to make a hard decision, then he needs to be emotionally available and present for her. Totally. And I think that that's the thing that, uh, that we saw maybe like in a caricature, like it was way over the top and, and ridiculous, but we saw it earlier this season with Claire and Dale that whenever Claire was upset, Mm. Dale wasn't angling, you know, he wasn't like, I win, (laughs) you know, with her, he was just trying to like 
where's Claire? I need to be there for like Claire. Present, yeah. He he was just trying to be present, uh, not not just physically, although physically, uh, but but emotionally present for her. And uh, that was the thing that that Noah didn't do today that he should have done is when she comes back, he needs to read how she's coming back. And she did not come back looking at him big-eyed and smiling. No. Her head was down. Her head was down. She was upset. And he needed to meet her there rather than gloat. So. At least his (laughs) breath was smelling good. You know, at least he had fresh breath. He did have uh, fresh breath from those Tic Tacs. <laughs> who may or may not be a sponsor for this episode. Yeah, that brings us to our ad copy for this week. When she's clearly upset, but you're ready for a kiss, a handful of Tic Tacs are never a bad way of getting her back in the mood. Choose an official sponsor, a Bachelor Nation, the next time you need to win points after stirring the pot. Thanks, Tic Tacs. That's our ad copy. I think... Uh, I should go upstairs and get my Tic Tacs that they sent us. Uh, you got Tic Tacs out of that deal? Yeah, I was the one who signed the contract. Oh, all I got was ten grand. Well, they only get, what? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was paid in Trident layers. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Oh man. Well, so then uh, we have that ridiculousness, and we go into the rose ceremony where uh, surprisingly. Noah still gets a rose. I was so, so surprised by that. Like they were going through the, the, the people and I was like calling it. I was like eliminated safe, eliminated safe. And as soon as Noah's face came up, I said eliminated and he's still here. He's still here. I was wrong. I I'll give her this, that she didn't do what Peter did. Of sure. doing a two-on-one, eliminating one, and then take going to a rose ceremony and then eliminating the second one. Right, but it was weird because, like, yeah, I, I don't know, like, because she had a rose to give to him. And she chose not and to. And she chose not to. So it, I fully saw her saying, because she had made it clear to him, I am not choosing, I didn't choose Bennett, but I am not choosing you. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and so I, I really thought that she was going to send him home. I thought so too, but she kept him around. And so we, uh, she sent home Damar, Ed, Damar, Ed and, Spencer. and Spencer. Yep. Which Spencer, I think we all saw coming. Ed was at the bottom of our list for a long time. Yep. Uh, but Damar, you know, he didn't get a lot of great connection with her through this. Unfortunately, I, I liked Damar. But I he liked tr- him. He tried a lot. Like he kept putting himself out there. Oh, yeah. I think he was. Um, really uh just a, a solid guy I, I was bummed he didn't get more time or more connection with her but i think he would be cool to see back on uh like a what is it called again the paradise island? paradise yeah yeah love island i almost called it love island. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so they get sent home and uh we have jojo comes in with an important announcement jojo rabbit yep jojo rabbit <laughs> <laughs> that adorable little german uh, <laughs> uh, Jojo comes in with an important announcement that next week is hometowns, hometowns yeah. which is insane that we're already there. Yeah, well, and there's only seven guys left, and I believe hometowns are only ever four. 
Yeah, I, I, as far as I know, that's the model, is that we get down to the final four and do hometowns. So that means there's probably going to be three more eliminations this week. And who knows, if Bennett comes back, then there's going to be four eliminations this week. Do you think Bennett will be accepted back or no? I mean, we saw him uh, in the rose ceremony. Oh, did we? In the flash forward. He comes ah, into the rose ceremony. I didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah. So I don't think the guys are aware that he's back until the rose ceremony. Got it. So she's just giving him a chance for a, a rose ceremony. Right. Okay. Right. Rose ceremony, rose ceremony redemption, as as it's uh, commonly known. Got it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, we got to get down to four um, by next week. But next week, there's... Two episodes, I believe. One on Monday yeah. and one on Tuesday. So uh, we'll mention at the end of this episode, but uh, for those of uh, those of our uh, geckos who don't make it all the way to the end of the episode, we have two, uh, two shows next week on uh, Monday and Tuesday. So rather than uh, releasing two episodes, we're going to bundle those together uh, all the content that happens and uh, we'll, we'll still release next Thursday. Yep. One episode. So that brings us into our uh, our first solo date. Yeah. Which our boy Ben. Our boy Ben. Ben. We we stand Ben. Jeremy, you can back off us. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy, Athena, you can yeah, back Athena, off you us. you can back off us. These, uh, these friends of ours who we've had on the show with us now multiple times uh, have commented on how much Tyler and I like Ben and how we show favoritism towards Ben. But you know what? Unashamedly. Yeah unabashedly even i am a big ben stan without reservation i stand ben i stand ben ben 2024 <laughs> <laughs> maybe not that much oh no uh okay. but no yeah i mean he's been really tr- you know obviously trying for a one-on-one everyone has been but mm-hmm. he finally got his uh, first shot at a one-on-one and uh Tasha says uh, in a you know, a direct camera interview that this is a little do or die for Ben. Like mm-hmm. either he opens up or he's going home. Yeah. She said like, I'm, I don't think I'm quite yet ready to give him this rose unless he opens up to me. And they have a really fun date. They go on like a scavenger hunt. Yeah. It was a little scavenger hunt, which those are always fun stuff. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. And uh, it seemed like they have a, they had a really good time. They enjoyed each other's company quite yep, a bit. They were having fun. Uh, and then they get down to dinner. Yes. And uh, I, you know, she was fishing a little bit, but that's okay. Yeah. I if mean, you want to know someone, like I, I get that Tasha's the bachelorette, and that all of these guys are vying for her. But if you want to get to know someone, you have to put in the effort sometimes to ask questions of things that you want to know. Totally. And I think uh, Ben has probably been too far this way and probably not even intentionally. But I think there's something to to the coy nature of like not quite giving everything like there's enough to be interested, but not enough that you feel like, you know, everything. And so I think that actually adds a little bit of the lore of Ben for her. Um but he he does open up to her this episode. Yeah, I Again. mean, in in similar fashion to last week, which was as big as an eating disorder. I mean, when you talk about uh, when you talk about tough issues to talk to tell for the first time, maybe ever that you're telling it on national television, eating disorder is pretty high up there. It's up there, but I don't think it's maybe second to suicide attempts. Yeah. 
Like right. I'm not, I'm, I don't want to, like, I know I set that up as a joke. I'm not making light of this. I'm saying like, that is probably the most difficult thing that it's like, I've never told a single soul this. And now I'm going to tell you in front of America. Totally. Yeah. To, to confess that he's attempted uh, suicide twice and failed both times within the last few years. Yeah. It was, he said it was 18 and 19, which is like very, just like a raw moment. Uh, it's definitely the type of moment that I think Tasha was looking for. So, oh yeah, uh, I'm glad that she was able to feel Ben open up to her. I'm glad that Ben was able to talk about this with her. Uh, it shows that he, yeah, while there's still definitely some baggage there, like he is healing from this, which is uh, I'm just glad to hear uh, and excited to to see him just keep um, growing in this relationship with Taya and keep uh, moving forward with with things in his life. What did I call him Bennett? No, you called her Taya. Oh, I thought I said Tasha. Nope. <laughs> well, you know, Gecko, geckos play that back and see if I was right. <laughs> I'll give you a second here. Go ahead and pause it. Now rewind. Now you can't hear me anymore because you're rewinding. <laughs> but when you get back to this point again, you'll hear me. Did I do it? <laughs> send us an email <laughs> i need to know i'm not going to go back and listen to this. I, need, I, need, I need you guys to send me an email independent confirmation yeah uh but no you're absolutely right and i i want to take a second i know we talked about this last week um but i want to take a second to just point out again how incredible it is that uh we're talking about such heavy issues on this show totally i would say there's been like six solid um topics of discussion on this show this year already yeah and just like real stuff heavy hitting stuff uh, real life issues that people go through to hear it um not uh glorified or, Roma- uh, or over romanticized yeah. or diminished but like put in its proper place for all these issues it's just cool to to see yeah and especially like a show that i think gets a lot of flack and maybe in years past deservedly for being uh you know saccharine or fake or you know Totally. Unrealistic. I, mean, I think it's or, part of why I've never watched it in the past. Right. That's what I heard. Right, right. And then to sit here through people like raising awareness by being vulnerable and, you know, upfront about like some of the deepest, darkest struggles of humanity mm-hmm. is really cool. Yeah. And I, I would put that uh, also just on, and maybe the producers know some of these things or not but just doing some quality choosing of their, their candidates in this season. Yeah. Was, was really good. Yeah. I feel like, uh, at least compared to Peter's season, um, there really aren't many guys in here that I wouldn't want to get a beer with. Totally. Yeah. I think, I mean, everyone left except for maybe Noah, even Noah, I even Noah, I would get, a beer, I would with, get yeah. a beer with, you know what I mean? Like he's uh, the only one out of this season that I wouldn't is Yosef. Um, what, 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 how about the guys that were eliminated in night one that we never even get to meet? Yeah. A couple of them in particular. Would you do the other Tyler, Tyler C? Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> he might be the other one that I wouldn't get a beer with. Sorry, Tyler. It's really just a name thing. Like yeah, I, I have too many. Only- 
There's only room for one Tyler on this team. Well, and I have too many Tylers in my life as it is. Like I have too many friends named Tyler. It's like, I'm just not looking for another. Yeah. I, I hope you're a great guy. I just don't want to know if you are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll even give you the benefit of the doubt. I'll take it on faith that you're the best person I would ever meet. Still not getting a beer with you. Yeah. Too many Tylers. But, you know, shoot us an email at hello at batchfatpodcast.com and, uh, you know, see, see if I'll put my money where my mouth is. <laughs> so uh, Ben and Tasha have a really good conversation. Yeah. And um, we even hear in a voiceover Tasha say, so we never see Tasha tell Ben, but we do hear Tasha say about Ben that she loves him. Yeah. She said, I definitely love Ben. Which is, that's a big deal. Yeah, it, and it's not and because... And she gives him the rose, so be, he's guaranteed hometown. Oh, yeah. Well, but we criticized a lot last season that how many times people would say, I'm really falling for you. Like, it was uh -huh. just sort of like uh, dancing around the statement, yeah, I love this person. Trying to make someone believe you. something without uh, actually saying those words. I'm falling for you. I'm falling in love with you. I'm loving you more every day. Like it's all just not quite like direct declarative. I love you or I love this person talking about them. Mm. And uh, so this, I, I could be wrong uh, and I'm happy to be proven wrong, but I think in what we've seen so far of the bachelor, this is the first time that that declarative phrase has been used so far. Mm. Well, uh, Maybe what did what did uh, Easy say last week? He said, "I'm falling for you." Yeah, well, I think he said, uh, "I'm falling in love with you." Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was their their solo date. It was really good. Glad to see Ben get a rose. He's going to be going forward into hometowns. Uh, then we get a group date with everyone else but Blake. Right. Blake has the second solo Which date. Which obviously, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Blake just got left out. <laughs> it was like, oh, shoot. He's still here? <laughs> I, it's surprising. Every time I see him, I'm like, he's got no screen time or time with Tasia this whole time. Yeah. Why is he still here? The only reason why he was here uh, from the get-go or, or why he's been around as long as he has is because he broke the rules and Claire thought that was cute. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and he has a really nice beard. He does. He said at one point that he was holding on by his fingernails and it's like, nah, dude, you're holding on by your beard. <laughs> <laughs> so they go on this group date uh, and it is a polygraph or lie detector test. Yeah. And so it starts with Tasha going up there and uh, they ask Tasha some Jojo's there. Jojo asked Tasha some questions saying, do you think that you're falling in love? She says, yes, comes back affirmative. She says, do you think you're falling in love with more than one person? She says, yes, comes mm. back affirmative. So uh, it seems to indicate that she really has real feelings for multiple guys that are still here, which is good to know that she's, because I haven't really, I mean, we've kind of indicated who we think our top four are, but though, even those have switched around for us. Oh, yeah. So I think they're switching around for her, too. Yeah. And so it's, it's cool to see that. Um, I don't remember what the other questions are that they asked her. I don't know if they were super relevant or not, but she kind of opened it up and then it goes to all the guys and they kind of go through one by one, cut back and forth between different interviews. There was a couple uh, very interesting things that did happen in this. Uh, one was Riley. Uh, she asked, she wanted to start off with easy questions, just create a baseline and asked what his name was. He said his name and it came back as a, 
might be true, might not be true. Like right. inconclusive, inconclusive result. And so that was like weird. Yeah. Which then we go to find out later in their um their group date like cocktail area that he's gone through some pretty difficult things with his mom in the past and went through a, and his dad and his dad and went through like a name change uh, because of those, those things. And so it was uh, an interesting date. I don't know if they've done this type of thing before, but it definitely brought out some extra things. Oh yeah. Um, it was also very interesting. Uh, Spencer, like hesitated quite a bit on whether or not he was ready to uh, introduce them to introduce Tasha to his parents. And like, it was like, Oh, okay. Well Wait, that's Spencer. Weird. Spencer. I'm sorry, eliminated. not Spencer. Brendan. Brendan. Yes. Brendan. <clears throat> that was, that was super interesting. And uh, he ends up explaining to her later that, you know, he's like, yeah, you know, I mean, my family has been through this once before. Mm-hmm. and you know i'm nervous about them you know just reacting poorly right or right treating you differently because right. he's, well he's done this before so how serious is he about exactly this person? yeah yeah i get that for sure uh I've, and then another super interesting one is zach yeah because the, the first question that we see zach it's like have you ever cheated before and he just very confidently looks her right in the eyes and says yes and, and like it's affirmative like and and it was came up true like he doesn't like you know tuck his head he doesn't you know put a hand to his eyebrow shows no signs of like shame or remorse like he's just like yep i have and she was not comfortable with that no especially the way that he carried himself in saying it yeah like, is he like happy he did it was like what like- the heck like damn right i have <laughs> so of course they go into the cocktail part of the date and she doesn't even let anyone ask her. Like she says, Zach, you want to go talk? Like right. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first conference. Like she needed to get that done with. Oh yeah. Especially because he's one of the guys that she's been connecting with. Oh, a hundred percent building relationship with. And that is what ruined her marriage previously was the man was unfaithful to her. Yeah. And so she, she straight out asked him like, what's with the, the cheating thing? And uh, he goes on uh, to uh, tell her this story of how he cheated on his first girlfriend he ever had. He started at a bolorama and he French kissed her and while he was still dating his girlfriend. And in sixth grade. In sixth grade. And <laughs> she <laughs> fell out. <laughs> She's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and he had a good laugh and she was like, but wait, serious. You're not skipping over anything. Like, and that's there's no the- other yeah. times. <laughs> he was like, never, no. Uh, but I understand, like, I, I think he... I think he played a good joke later, like played it off super well. But I do understand like if if the whole thing about lie detectors is it's not really about what's true in context for you. It's about someone asks you a question. You have to answer yes or no. And it's about what you in the back of your mind believe to be true. Mm -hmm. And for him, he's like, I did cheat when I was in sixth grade. And so if I say no, I'm going to pop, negative on this like Mm -hmm. it's gonna be uh it's better to say yes and then have a funny laugh about the story exactly than to say no and then have to explain the story (laughs) i swear i swear it was sixth grade and then then go back and have to do another lie detector be like yeah i swear that was the only time (laughs) (laughs) 
but no, that was that was it. Honestly, it was it was pretty adorable, and uh, yeah. But yeah. I thought that was a neat date idea. I felt the pressure of that through the screen. Like I feel like that mm. would be uncomfortable. That that would totally that would be well. You don't know what questions they're going to ask, and you don't know how it's going to read. Like. Because sometimes there are false positives or false negatives. Oh, yeah. Especially because, like, you're just nervous, especially getting one done on national TV and afraid of what the result might might come up. Um, yeah, afraid of how, regardless of your relationship with Tasha, how this is going to Im- impact your relationships with your family, your, fl- your friends, and your employer, mm-hmm. you know? I thought uh, another interesting thing that happened during this date was she also told Zach that she uh, was falling for him. And Zach reciprocated. Yeah, yeah. So we have two people that she's definitely on camera affirmed love. The L word. For. Yep. Zach and Ben so far. And uh, so far, Ben's dealing with a rose because she did not hand out a group date rose. Which I thought was respectful. I understood it. But at the same time, I don't know. Like, I, I definitely back her decision. I think that she's probably the, I I could be wrong. Obviously we know very little, but we've seen clips of things here and there. And we've heard stories about lots of people. She's got to be the most honorable contestant Mm -hmm. that's been on this show over the last 20 years. And I, I understand what she's kind of doing here. I think she has multiple guys that she really, really likes and she doesn't want any of them to think that they're less than the other. And so to pick one of them would indicate to the other, okay, like even if I get a rose later going into hometowns, I'm in the bottom half. Well, and that was the thing that she said at one point, she was saying, you know, all of these conversations I've had tonight are each so special and every single one of you opened up to me. And I thought in the back of my head, well, you're about to give a rose that's going to negate that to the three of the four. Mm-hmm. And then she didn't. And it was like, okay, like she had the same thought, you know, that yeah. like, I don't want to negate, I don't want to negate what you guys did tonight. And, and I know that they're not animals. Like, I don't want to put this in terms of like, you know, rewarding good behavior or something. I don't mean that, but like, it is a big disincentive to say you opened up quite a bit tonight, but I'm giving this rose to another person. Yeah. And you you have no idea. You have no idea what they opened up about, but like you and I know what you opened up about and I'm not giving you a rose. Mm -hmm. Like it's, I think it's wise to like save that. Even if she did know in her mind that night who she wanted to give it to, I think it's very, uh, tactical, And I think it's very respectful to say, Mm -hmm. like, let's let tonight be what it was amazing for all of us individually. And we'll deal with this. We'll deal with the game part of this later. Mm -hmm. Totally. And I think it uh, lets everyone going into hometowns feel like they're on an equal playing field. It's going to let them be more at ease, not trying too hard and not being too nervous. Uh, So I I think it was it's a it's a good play. We don't know yet who the four are that are going to be going into hometown. This is pretty much the end of the episode. The only thing we have left is the interaction with Bennett at her hotel room. Well, and uh, a, a once again, remarkable end sequence with Ed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so Bennett shows back up awkwardly. 
just standing at her front door. She opens the gate and is so shocked by him that the gate closes on her and it like knocks her over a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like she is literally blindsided. Like like the <laughs> saying, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah, <laughs> the door hit her literally on the way out this yeah. time. And, it, and, and with enough force and her being as shocked and removed from the situation that it literally knocked her over. Yep. So they had a little conversation where uh, Bennett basically apologized for making her feel uh, the way that she was feeling and uh, basically asked for another chance. Yeah. And she said, I don't know what to think or feel right now. It's late. Like, let me sleep on this and I'll talk to you tomorrow. And I mean, he once again was a little cheeky and a little sure of his footing, too sure of his footing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like goes in for a kiss and she did not like that. Nope. Like, dude, read the room. Yeah. I, I mean, you're begging for a chance to come back on my show. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not asking you to come back on my show. Like, <laughs> and now granted, I think the only reason he's back is because of what she said on camera when they sent Ben Bennett home and I bet you the producers were like, okay, let's keep him here for a little bit and see if we can do something with this. Well, and they know uh, that we've seen as an audience at least twice that with Tasha in particular, mm-hmm. Tasha favors the bold. Oh, totally. That's what got uh, Noah into a lot of his mess was he was too bold too quickly. Yeah. And then too, uh, and then he was an idiot. Yeah. Too <laughs> disrespectful about, yeah, other people's space. But uh but yeah, she definitely likes bold and she almost sent Ben home because he wasn't bold enough. Yep. So like clearly this is a this is what she's looking for. This is a, a woman who wants to see her partner act how they feel. Absolutely. Absolutely. Say how they feel, act how they feel, back it all up. Yeah. Um and you know put their uh, put their neck down on the line totally like and you said you saw bennett in the rose ceremony yeah I, in the here's what happens next week little flash forwards there was like a quick shot of him sitting down on the couch in a rose in the rose room interesting and uh, you know they're all in suits and he sits down and i don't, i i didn't even catch who he was sitting next to because it was it was shocking to see him there and he sits down and pats one of them on the leg like hey you know What's like up, i'm here <laughs> <laughs> that's funny so we'll for sure have bennett at least in part of next episode not quite sure how it's going to go down i know peter tried to bring alia back at one point but then ended up not bringing her back well he brought her back and then sent her home like he brought her back for a whole episode and, and then like center, home. but he didn't like Rose ceremony center home. Like he brought her back. Right. Correct. She spent like the day there and then ultimately had a conversation with her and said, Hey, the girls I lost their minds. Yeah. yeah. And he said, no, just kidding. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for sure. Um, if, if I had to choose right now, a top four, I probably am keeping the same top four with, um, Brendan, Ivan, Zach, and Ben. I think after tonight's episode, they've switched for me. Okay. I think I have Zach in the one spot, Ben in the two spot, uh, Ivan in the three spot, and Brendan in the four spot. I think that's exactly how I have it too. I think Brendan for sure went down with his uh, like slowness to answer some of the questions and yeah. the... Uh, 
the the lie detector test of like are you ready to like be are you ready to marry Tasha and like uh I hope I am <laughs> like not giving like yes or no answers and like finding ways around it and uh I think she's definitely more uncertain about him now and I think Ben went up uh and Ivan was kind of neutral he he was just kind of there and I think Zach continues to to um grow in his relationship with Tasha. oh yeah i think i think zach for me with her how she's talking about him how they are together i think that zach's the clear front runner at this point point. Mm-hmm. and that could obviously change it's changed week to week and and you know understandably um but i i think that he's locked in the number one spot for this week i think so i think so we uh we talked to we've sort of like jumped in a little bit about our uh like you know some of our biggest movers but one that i think deserves some real mention is riley totally so riley opened up on the group date quite a bit to her it was something that was very emotional for him uh it, it to be honest with you guys like both of us were sort of unclear about all the stuff that he was opening up about. Um, and that could be an editor's mistake. You know, sometimes when you're editing these episodes, you, you kind of like you see all of the context and you forget to include some of that context for those of us who don't have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it seems like, I mean, just, you know, on the whole, he has some, some very deep family issues. We've talked a little bit about it already that, you know, he's had very conflicting relationships with both of his parents. Totally. In his younger life, he maybe sided with his dad against his mom, and then later in life sided with his mom against his dad as he learned new information. And and uh, not to say that there are always sides in relationships like that, but there seem to be in his family. He seems to be indicating my family is very much split. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I have Riley in my five spot. I think he's next in line behind those guys, then probably Blake and then Noah. I think Noah's still in last place. I mean, that's how we had them going into this. Going, We had Riley in the five spot, and then Noah was at the bottom. We had him at the bottom, and somehow he passed a few guys, but... <laughs> he's still in the bottom for us. Yeah, I... I would agree with uh, with Bennett. I think there's a zero percent chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, uh, let's uh, let's jump into some Twitter. What what's going on in the Twitter sphere surrounding? Uh... Yeah, so I I jumped into uh, Twitter and found a few that I found amusing. Um, this first one is from Meme Susan. Uh, she says, I'll admit it. I'm going to miss the producers messing around with Ed more than I'm going to miss certain dead family members of mine. <laughs> wow. I know it's meme Susan, but more like mean, mean Susan. Susan. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not sure if that means like she really, really loved how much the producers messed with Ed or if she just really didn't like her family members. <laughs> um, Madison Young tweeted, did ABC just spoil that Noah's not getting a rose next week by showing you him called that man at tell all? You called that. I did. I, I noticed it because he uh, it showed Noah in the the men tell all as one of the guys talking, but the winner isn't normally a part of that. At least he, the, that's not how it was for Peter season, and it wasn't how uh, 
it was for Paradise. Well, definitely not the winner because the winner is introduced with the contestant. Mm-hmm. Like they're introduced together at the end. Yep. But I thought, and I could be wrong, Bachelor Nation, correct me. You geckos who've been a part of Bachelor Nation for a long a long time, correct me. But I always thought that the, the tell-all was after, you know, it was, it was at the same time that we reveal the, the winner, finale. the finale. Yeah. Like I thought they were tied together. Um, but I, I, I could be wrong. And I guess maybe because of COVID they've had to restructure how they do that. It could be. Um, but it seems like we're getting a tell all either next week or very, very soon. And Noah was definitely. He seemed to be sitting with the other eliminated people. Well, he was on a couch by himself. I thought he was just in a chair in the crowd. No, he wasn't. He was on a couch, which they bring them up into the hot seat from time oh, to time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it could have been that that we saw, mm-hmm. but he was definitely not like in a crowd of the guys. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Bachelor Bob, we, we, we talk about his, his tweets quite often. He said, uh, I just really hope that Chris is okay when he returns to find out that his pal Ed was sent home. <laughs> Who's he going to drink wine with at two in the at morning? Two in the morning. I know. It's okay. Chris, uh, you can find our information. Email us at hello at batchpadpodcast.com. We'll come drink wine with you at two in the morning while this is, while, you know, the episodes are being taped. We'll sign NDAs. Uh, next, we have Aileen Scanlon. I don't know who that is or if that's a real last name. Is it Aileen or Eileen? E-I-L-E-E-N. Eileen. Eileen. Uh, <laughs> she said, and I, I agree with you, Eileen. Uh, wait. What in the world did Riley just share? I don't understand any of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, Eileen. Uh, it, it was I emotional had to ask for him. It was emotional for him. And so, again, I, I'm, I'm partial to blame the editors having edited a lot of like people's stories before. Sometimes this kind of thing happens. But also, it was very emotional for him, and mm-hmm. he could have been rambling quite a bit. But I, I definitely I got the gist, but I really don't know the details either. Uh, wine bachelor memes tweeted, uh, this is a back and forth, uh, between Noah and himself. And, uh, Noah goes, Bennett called me 14 and then it's the cry face emoji. And then it says also Noah. And it's a picture of Noah eating Tic Tacs. <laughs> that was my biggest thing. When, when it, the Tic Tacs thing happened, I'm so glad who brought that up. That was wine bachelor memes, wine bachelor memes. Thank you so much because that was my immediate thought when I saw the Tic Tacs, I was like, this is the perfect example of a teenager. Like, who carries Tic Tacs anymore? Yeah, that's true. Like, I haven't, I seriously haven't had Tic Tacs since I was 16. I, it's been a long time for me. And that's when I switched to gum. I've had Altoids and Altoids. Gum. Yeah. Like, those are the only two acceptable options for adults for in terms mint. of breath fresheners. Yeah. It's like brush Listerine teeth. strips for a little bit too. Yeah, but again, I, well, I don't I know about that you. Was like college. I was gonna say that that was a long time. It was time still ago. a long time ago. Long, yeah. long, long time ago. And and Listerine strips are a way big step above Tic Tacs, which are essentially just candy. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they're mint flavored candies. Mm-hmm. They're not really like they're not actual mints. They're not real mints. Yep. 
Our last tweet comes from a bachelor person. His name is Brett Vergara. Vergara? Vergara. Uh, I am pretty sure he was involved with The Bachelor. I don't really know who he is, but he put, uh, when I heard hello, Tasha, I'm pretty sure my soul left my body because I a thousand percent thought it was going to be JPJ. I honestly, I, I kind of, I, not in this particular moment, but I was kind of hoping that JPJ would make an appearance this entire season and he still might. Who There's knows? still a shot. There's maybe still he'll be at hometowns. Maybe he's like living with her parents <laughs> or something. <laughs> I feel like that's the most JPJ thing ever. Like that, they broke up, but he moved in with her parents. <laughs> yeah. Like they love JPJ and you know, and that's why we had that flash forward of like really him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a second. Uh, we'll just kind of jump. Well, we're still going to do relationship advice, but let's jump to what we would do at the end of the episode. Let's talk about, you know, what's happening next, because we've had this teaser from the beginning of, of Tasha being introduced that her dad is going to be upset. Like why him? Like mm-hmm. he's a goofball. He says something to the effect of like, he's a joke, a goofball, something like that. So with the guys remaining, who do you think that is? Dang, if I had to choose that from the top four, I would guess her dad says that either about Zach or about Brendan. Really? I feel like both Ben and Ivan are too like reserved and held back. Like that's just not something that I would say about either of those guys. Yeah. So I feel like it would have to be about Zach or Brendan. Yeah. And I, I could see if maybe like maybe her parents aren't as like trusting or forgiving of people's past. Maybe like they're struggling with maybe Zach's past with like the drugs and, and different things like that. Um, I could see that being the case. I could also see it being uh, with with Brendan with the previous divorce. Uh, just like, really, are you sure this is the person you want to you want to go with? Um yeah, those are my, my two thoughts. Yeah, I don't know. I I still I I'm <laughs> I'm upset to speak this into the universe. You think it's Ben? Don't say bad stuff about Ben, dude. I wouldn't dare. That's not what I'm gonna say. Okay, you're just scared and jumping down don't, my throat. I'm, all I'm saying is don't say bad stuff about Ben. No, worse. Oh no. It's about Chris Harrison. I think that Noah <laughs> makes it to the final four. No. Yes. Get out of here. Dude. And he's talking about Noah. Like this kid is clearly a joke. Like if, if Noah makes it to the final four, I will be very surprised. Now, a, a very valid alternative is that it is Bennett. You think Bennett makes it to the final four? I think that those are the only two people that are left that are a joke <laughs> that are like that. Yeah. I, as a father would be upset about my daughter. I'd have to go back and listen to the clip. Cause it's been a few weeks since I heard it. They didn't play it this week for the coming up. Yeah. So I don't remember exactly what he said. I just, I feel like Tasha wouldn't pick either of those guys for a top four. I don't think she would either. I just don't know what, uh, what her dad, uh, could be talking about. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. Well, uh, I just pulled it up real quick, so I'm just going to play it. Let's hear what it, what, uh, what was said. I definitely have been falling for you. Why him? There's something wrong with this guy. 
As your father, it's my job to protect you from making possibly the biggest mistake of your life. So there's something seriously wrong with him. Yep. And and it's my job to protect you from making the biggest mistake of your life. By the way, like her father knowing that like I walked you through a divorce once before, this would be the biggest mistake. This would be a bigger mistake. <laughs> this would be a bigger mistake than that. Yeah. Uh I guess like I feel like I would only say that about Noah. Noah or Bennett. But I feel like he's talking about someone. I just don't think she's going to put them in the top four. Well, and to be fair, like in that, in that like preview that we got when she first came on, it was sort of like, here's a look at the what's to come in the season. They showed us a bunch of clips throughout the whole time. Um, and in that, when her dad says that it shows a picture of Noah getting ready in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the producers, it's gotta be a misdirect. Like they wouldn't give it away. Yeah, not not as soon as because that was like Noah's first episode. Well, it was her first episode. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I don't I don't think that they would I don't think that they would do that. But I don't know. It's it's super interesting. I mean, really, I would only say that about Noah or Bennett. Yeah, who knows? Honestly, that throws me for a loop. Who knows what's going to happen? Although, I mean, to be fair, and and especially knowing how she. Uh, not knowing, guessing how she was raised with how she carries herself and how she is. He could be talking about Ben just because Ben, like she, he talked about how he uh, feels like he always needs to play the part. Mm -hmm. And I could see a father saying like, he, he walked in here and he was perfect. Mm -hmm. Like there's something wrong with that guy. He's a Ken doll. You know what I mean? Like, so I could see it being about Ben. It's possible. It could also, I guess, just be maybe Ivan. Like maybe he thinks he's too quiet or too reserved. I don't know why that would be the biggest mistake of your life, though. Like, like maybe, I mean, he knows his daughter. Like maybe she, like, that's not the type of guy she's ever gone for. Like maybe. If so, that father has, if it's Ivan, that father has no, like, no grace for people. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Like, there's something seriously wrong with that guy. He, he doesn't talk at all. He is way too reserved and respectful. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's Ivan. Like, he's very reserved, but he's also extremely respectful. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that about Ivan, but I don't, <laughs> I don't know her dad. I'm just basing it. I'm basing this off of my top four is, is my problem. I don't know who her top four is. Oh my god! Or gosh. if maybe something weird happens and it's not a top four and it's like a lot of people. Maybe it's. Yeah, it could maybe be. Maybe we're not getting to a top four before hometowns. Maybe she's going to six different people for hometowns. Totally possible because it's COVID and things are weird now. Yep. All right. Well, let's, uh, before we wrap this episode, let's get into what's become one of my favorite uh, segments on the show, relationship advice. Let's do it. Uh, so we've dug through Reddit and, uh, and, and when I say dug through, I literally look at the top page. It's like the, the things that have just been posted yeah, in the last, the last few, few hours. hours. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, this comes to us from, uh, throw R a wifey throw R a wifey. I don't know what that means. We're just going to call you wifey wifey. Oh wait, okay. except isn't you're a man. Guy? Yeah. It's, Let's just call him Throw. We're going to call you Throw. This comes to us from Throw. He says, my wife and I are both 34. We first met in school when we were eight years old and started dating when we were both 15. 
When Then when we were 16, she got pregnant with twin girls who are both now 17, which a couple of things. First of all... Makes them 33. Makes them 33, 34. I mean, he says that they're 34. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, First of all, uh, way to go on scoring a double on your first at-bat. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Bat 200 or 2,000 is pretty impressive. But also... Very much massive congrats on 16 uh, years, uh, you know, 17, 16, 17 years of marriage now at this point mm-hmm. under the worst possible circumstance. Yeah. Big and congrats. on just being able to raise twins. Yeah. Like that's a difficult feat just in itself. We married pretty much right out of high school and I got a job while she looked after the kids. People kept on saying we wouldn't last, but it's been 16 plus years and we're still happily married. We have two additional kids, nine years old female and six years old male. About four years ago, my wife and I moved to another neighborhood and my kids switched schools. My wife was quite involved with PTA organizations and made many friends, mostly other mothers. She has a close-knit group of about three or four women who live very near us. Yesterday, it was her birthday, and my wife is one of those people who hates celebrating her own birthday. Every year on her birthday, we just go out to eat, and we don't get a cake or anything like that. This year, she was calling her friends on Zoom, and I overheard them wishing her a happy 40th birthday. They congratulated her on joining the 40s club, etc., I was super confused and asked her afterward what that was all about. She told me that her friends think that she is six years older than she actually is because when they met a few years ago, she was afraid that they would judge her for being a teen mom. Mm. So she told her friends that she had the twins at 23. She said that when we moved, the people in our new town are a little more quote unquote upper class and she was scared to let people know about how young we were when we had kids. She didn't want them to think that we were trashy since we were originally from a lower-income community in a redneck region, quote-unquote, uh, where we live. It also helps that she's not active on social media, which explains why her friends don't know her real birth date. Still, it blows my mind that she managed to add six whole years to her age and is able to maintain that lie for so long. I don't even know to where to begin with this. Should I encourage her to come clean with her friends? <laughs> I love this because you guys have an amazing relationship under the worst circumstances. Uh-huh. And this is relationship advice about the most bizarre like every woman lies about her age in the other direction. Yeah, she's <laughs> lying to be six years older. Like you know, I totally she'll get. Always get the compliment. You look so good for your so age. good for your age. I totally get her perspective, but I totally get why this is something that after like you should be giving us relationship advice, like through because of all you've be been through. through. Some of those things, uh, but I totally understand why this is just nowhere near your radar. Yeah, I mean, I. I, I guess my piece of advice is um, for you to talk with your wife about her friendships with those people. How long have you now been friends with them? It was two or three years. Um, and and it's her closest friends. Yeah. I, I feel like it is weird to continue a lie like that. If these are people who you care about, who you're intimate with, um, who you want to be your close knit community. I think there is something to 
admitting a fault and telling the truth and coming clean and hoping for forgiveness. I feel like this is an area that I think they would be understanding, hopefully, uh, as to why you did it. And while it may hurt some trust in the the immediate future, it's going to build more trust in the long run. And I think the longer you wait on on coming clean on this, the harder it is because you're maintaining a lie longer and longer. So um, I would at least have a conversation with your wife about it and, and gauge where she's at with it um, as, as far as uh, I think maybe even having a conversation about does she still feel shame about that situation? Right, right, right. Because if if she was okay with the situation, I think she would have been okay talking about it with these potential friends more. And so the fact that she was withholding of it um, definitely lends to the fact that she's still dealing with some of the the shame associated with it. That's my thoughts. What do you think, Ty? Yeah, I feel like it, it's a it's a very odd situation because it is a ticking time bomb. Mm-hmm. she's going to slip at some point at some point. Yeah. Or your kids are going to slip at some point. Or when she's 46, her parents are going to come over and say happy 40th. Right. Exactly. Big four zero of balloons or right. something. And it's like, we've been friends for 11 years. Right. Exactly. And you've been lying this whole time about your age. So it's a ticking time bomb, but it's also now at the point where it's a way too long to just be like, Oh, ha ha. I, was I froze. Yeah. You know, uh, like, it's like, okay, well, it's been three years now. Like, yeah, I mean, I think the, the, if she, if you guys do come to the conclusion to talk to the friends, I think it's a situation in which you need to have like a legit, like sit down, invite them over for dinner, have a real conversation. Yeah. You Not can't like a pass this off passively like, oh, ha ha. I'm 33. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I completely agree with you on that. Like invite them over for dinner, have dinner, and probably after dinner's over, like in the conversation, like, hey, we have something serious we want to talk with you guys about. Know that we love you guys and uh, we really like have been struggling with this and we would just feel like we need to talk to you guys about this mm-hmm. and just share your story, share your heart, uh, share your fears, be vulnerable with them. And if these people are really your friends, I think they'll hear your heart and will be able to to move past it. Because while it is a lie, it's not like you you you've harmed them. No, like no, no. You've uh, you did this as a as a protective measure. So it could even be seen as a way of like, uh, okay, you trust us even more now that you're right. willing to do this. Right. We put in the work together, all of us, for the last three years, and now. Uh, I'm letting down my guard about a much deeper part of my life. I didn't lie about my age. I lied about uh, something that I'm embarrassed about from my youth. Mm-hmm. And the lie about my age was just a cover for, for the other lie. the other the other thing yeah. that I was really embarrassed about. Totally. And no, I I completely agree with you on that. I I do think that uh, I I think that you should encourage her to have this conversation. Um, and, and I would encourage you to be there and stand by her with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if this was just like moms at a kid's school and, and maybe you guys are in like a self-righteous neighborhood of, 
upper class jerks or something. Which it sounds like maybe that's maybe that's what it is. The, well, maybe what it started out as for yeah. her. Yeah. Of I think it's okay in order to avoid conflict and just like public scrutiny from uh, potential uh, just back talking. Well, and, and also mostly not just to protect yourself, but mostly to protect your kids, your kids, because especially in those type of like waspy communities, parents tend to like tell their kids, like don't hang out with those kids. Like they come from a bad home. Totally. And it's especially because, her twin daughters are now the age she was when she had them. Right, right, absolutely. Like, it could very much turn into, like, a, oh, who knows what they're doing. They're the right. same age her mom was. Right. Uh, so, know that it, I think it's completely understandable why you did what you did. Uh, I do think um, that it was probably not necessarily the best move. I don't know exactly all the details of the situation, but I would encourage you, if these are people that you want to be friends with and want to have intimate community with, you need to talk to him about it and take a lesson from this season of bachelorette where vulnerability in our culture right now is more appreciated than ever before. I think totally. I don't want to meet someone and they're perfect. No, no. And, and I think, you know, we think about, uh, you know, Scott and I are both 30. So we're in the same generation, uh, like I think about our parents' generation and the culture that they were raised in as kids. And there was a huge expectation for uh, perfection. And mm-hmm. there was a lot more things that were taboo back then that totally. aren't anymore. Uh, and the church had a lot more pressure in the family. Way more. But, uh, and, but not the church, uh, like... Well, just more people were in that like self-righteous realm. Self-righteousness yeah. had had more pressure. Um, piety had more pressure in, mm-hmm. in the family back then. Totally. I mean, I, I this is a story of, of my family. I think it's hilarious. And I think it's fine to talk about. But my great-grandma, uh, this was before I was born. They were celebrating my grandpa's birthday. He had turned 50. Um, but my grandma, my great-grandma... Uh, and my great grandpa were just having their 49th wedding anniversary. And so uh, my, gr- my great grandma was always telling all the grandkids like to be chaste and pure and like never like do anything. But then they found out down the road when they're older that grandma had gotten on and on with grandpa before they were married. <laughs> and uh, it's just funny when stuff like that comes out, like, okay, you're a little self-righteous, but you did it yourself. Right. Right. Um, but that's not the culture we're living in. We're anymore. not in that culture anymore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I, I think that, I think that you can have this conversation. And I think if these women have been your friend, uh, I'm sorry, we're, we were originally talking to the husband. Now we're talking to the wife. I think if modalism hashtag modalism, uh, I think if, uh, the answer these, to the husband is yes. Talk to her. Yeah. <laughs> I think if these women are, have been your wife's friend for three years, they clearly care about her deeply. Uh, and you, you describe them as being close knit. And so I, I got to imagine in our, in our culture and climate today, she's not going to be, uh, thought of as a, as a pariah, uh, at all. And, uh, and, and they're going to be grateful for her vulnerability at any stage of the game. 
but it probably is better to happen sooner than later. <laughs> it's probably not something that should happen in 10 years. It's probably something that should happen now that they're... Oh, totally. The sooner the better as and, far as this is concerned. And and it's a great, like, convenient, like, oh, you guys call me celebrating my 40th birthday. That was really sweet. But, like, because it's a milestone and you guys are awesome, but... It's important for me to tell you. But you'll have to try again 34. in 34. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But seriously, one more time, uh, big ups on you guys overcoming the odds. Yeah, congrats on uh, 16 years of being together and on raising uh, twins and two other kids and just making it through and seeming like you guys have a really good, close uh, relationship where you guys talk about this kind of stuff. Good on you guys. I wish you guys the best. Uh, and I just want to tell the geckos out there. Thank you guys so much for, for tuning in this week. We love you guys. Love to hear from you guys. If you want to send us an email, you can reach out to us at hello at batchpadpodcast.com or you can DM us on Twitter. Hello at batchpadpodcast. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, Ty, do you have any final words? Yeah, just, uh, uh, make sure to check out our, uh, our rankings as we get into, uh, our, our hometowns episode next week uh you can find that rankings.batchfabpodcast.com and big thanks to jeremy once again for for creating that for us this season yep thanks jeremy and thank you all you geckos that tune in every week we love you guys have a good one